Okay, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Ayel, and I do electronic R&B. I'm from Sweden originally. Uh huh. Lived in London for the last six years, and uh, now I'm just traveling about pretty much. So I'm a bit of a nomad at the moment. Where are your favorite places? Um, favorite places. Uh, London is still a favorite place. I do come back a lot, and um, New York. Mm -hmm. I went. I went to New York for the first time this year, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, what else? Amsterdam. Yeah. Amsterdam. Is good. <laughs> Amsterdam is good. Amsterdam's fun. Mm -hmm. Can you remember how we met? When we first met? Oh wait. Um, yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tradio. Wait, what? Yeah. We we met via Tradio, remember? It's a streaming platform and you were on oh, it and I was on yeah. it. How did you think we met? Where did we meet? Here in London. Oh, I I thought you meant like No, online. no, that is what I meant. Yeah. But... <laughs> really? Is that Yeah. Right? Do you not remember? Uh-uh. No? Because you're one of your so I remember one of your songs was like number one on Tradio for like <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Tradio? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. There was so much mm -hmm. hope for Tradio for like they had a good, three months. A good run. No, you're right. That yeah. is how I heard about you first. And then the first time we met was maybe here, just before I moved to LA. Yeah. Maybe? No. Well, no, it was in LA. It was, it, was, it was last year. In LA? Yeah, wasn't it? Did we have we not met before then? I don't think so. No, maybe not. But it feels... <laughs> it, feels it was so in LA like and you were, you were staying in... Uh, in uh, an Airbnb. Yeah, right, in yeah, Echo Park. In, Sil Silver in Silver Lake. Yeah. Hmm. With your mate. Yeah, yeah, it was with uh, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, it was. When did you start writing? Um, well, I was always sort of making up songs. Uh, like, since I was a kid and then when I learned how to write I guess about six years old I started writing them down. Six? Yeah. <laughs> That's mad. You write very fast. Yeah. That's the first thing I noticed when we had a session. Yeah. Because that was probably actually when I was in LA that was the first year where I'd probably been having mm. regular sessions with other people. Yeah. And I remember thinking because you don't you never know do you? No. What it's going to be like. Sometimes it's just really shit. It's true. <laughs> and it's a shame. Like sometimes you yeah. really like the person. Yeah. But then the session's just the worst. Mm -hmm. And you were in the room for maybe an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, we've got to go. <laughs> and you wrote so fast. Yeah. I've never been in a session where someone's written that no. fast. And everyone I speak to who's, ri who's mm -hmm. written with you, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, she, she writes so fast. <laughs> and you just take over. You go like, okay, shall I double that? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I haven't even opened up a new track yet. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, uh, uh, let me just put harmony over that. And I'm like, oh, I haven't even had time to think. I, know, I haven't I even know. stopped I tracking the last bit overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. It's good though. Yeah. Because sometimes it's really difficult, you know. Mm. It's like, you're sitting there yeah. and you can't get anything from the writer. And that's really tough. Yeah, I guess it's just... Um, in a sense, I've become more assertive, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, That's good. Just from writing lots and lots and having loads and loads of sessions, I find 
um, rather than trying to like suss each other out necessarily, um, you know, you just try and be relaxed and try and like be open about the ideas. And I like being efficient and just like kind of getting off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I find when I'm writing, it's like, uh, it's like the stuff just wants to come out. So I need to like, <laughs> it's almost like I need to get it out as soon as possible so I don't lose it almost. Yeah, yeah, right. So I guess that's one of the reasons why it's so quick because it's just like a, yeah, outburst. <laughs> Efficient is for sure the best way. You yeah. always need to be. Yeah, but I know some people that have like completely different um, strategy mm-hmm. and that sort of break everything down and analyze like what does this mean and, you know, and sometimes that works out really cool and sometimes when I work with people like that and I have to slow down a bit and actually dissect what I'm doing a bit it makes me push my boundaries that's my granddad ignore that <laughs> he calls Anyways. me like like I, honestly like 10 times a day yeah. just for nothing oh how, how, how are you bless yeah we'll leave that one yeah um yeah I think that the the only problem though is especially I don't know mm. if you found this when you're in LA mm. I mean usually it really is just you you go someone for one session and then yeah. that's it so if you waste time the first time, yeah. Yeah. you don't get anything. Exactly. There's... I find a lot of like the best songs that I write are just in the first session with someone. Mm-hmm. It, there's just some kind of like magic, like Energy. that very first time sure. you work with someone. I feel like also like often you don't get the energy of the demo vocal. Like yeah. when you go and then re-record. Mm. That the energy of that demo vocal. Yeah, it's true because it's it's difficult to kind of tap into that again. It just depends on what your voice sounds like that yeah. day. You know, it, it never really sounds the exact same. No. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a tricky one. <laughs> it is a tricky one. Yeah. Um, That's why I like to when I whenever I record, I like to get the take perfect I like to get the take that's going to be the final take I don't really like to go back in and just like re-record everything do you hate comping things um, do you like one solid take no like I'm open to it. it it's weird it's like it really depends on who I'm working with and um if I'm working alone I'll literally just record one take until it's perfect and then I'll move on until the next take right yeah but sometimes I'll just record really short sessions it just depends and what I'm trying to do with my voice. If I'm trying to do something that's like a little bit out of my comfort zone, then I might go over it quite a few times. But then the only only take I save is the one that I like. Yeah. Because I don't like having a thousand different takes and then having to go through them all over again. So I'd rather just get it get it done <laughs> from the get go. Yeah. Have you started to do any production? Um, you know, I used to do um, production, especially in uni, because I took a production course. But um, I always found it wasn't, it just took me so long, (laughs) you know? And then with songwriting, it's so quick. So it's kind of difficult for me to just, you know, sit myself down and for hours and just try and like Uh tinker away at at production. But I really do want to, you know, get more into it. And um, I've used it, you know, to communicate my ideas and things, working with other producers. and I like the fact that I that I do know a, a bit of production because it means that I can be more involved in the mixing process um, in yeah. the studio and such, or after the song's been recorded as well. And I definitely want to learn more. Yeah, need some production so, lessons. I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's that I when I started, I remember thinking like, it takes 
you know, it takes like maybe mm. like one day to write the song, right? Mm. And then maybe like two, three weeks mm. to finish the production and get, mm. and that really does slow you down. Yeah. Because then you're not thinking about anything else. You just think about that yeah. one song and trying to get it finished. Yeah. And especially if you're like producing for other people, it can get really. Mm. Like suddenly you're like six songs behind. Yeah, I bet. And yeah. everyone's asking for. Yeah, and tracks. I, like all my friends that are producers kind of say the same thing. And if they have their own artist project, they tend to kind of struggle to give that their full attention because they're producing for other people, and it just keeps you know piling on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, I don't know if I if I dabbled in more in production, it'd probably be more for my own music just to um, kind of solidify my own sound and mm. try and find ways to ex explore that um, rather than, you know, producing for other people, I think. Yeah. That's probably... Yeah. <laughs> it, I think. It kind of, like, I like last yeah. year I released one song yeah. for myself because I, ne I just didn't have any time. Yeah. I was yeah. finishing songs for everyone else. It's also kind of like... In the back of your head, you think, I can finish this, mm. like, whenever I want, mm. but I have to finish this song for someone else right now. Yeah. So you keep putting it off. And the first song mm. I released last year was in August. Yeah. So I released nothing until August. Yeah. And it's kind of been the same this year. Oh. Like, I released something in May, mm. and I just haven't found the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's it tough. is. But then again, it's like, um, it still allows you that freedom to actually do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, you know you can finish something completely on your own without that's having true. to rely on anyone else. Because that's, that's the tricky thing about working with other producers, um, trying to get somebody to prioritize your project over so, all the other stuff yeah. that they're doing, you know. And even though, you know, like, as you say, they might even be putting their projects, you know, on the back burner for a bit. Um, it's still it's still a process, you know, and you still have to like follow up and try and make sure and go back and forth and try and make that person have the same vision as you, kind of thing, which can be great, but sometimes can also be very time consuming. And uh, yeah, I guess if you're yeah. producing, you can get whatever's in your head. Yeah. Out. You can try. <laughs> or you can yeah, or you can do your best. Yeah. It doesn't always work, but you can do your best. Yeah. Do you when you're when you're writing, because you've done a lot of sessions, mm. do you feel like you've got obvious writing influences that come out? Um, like nowadays, like I can't really tell exactly what it is that's influencing me, but I remember like early on it was more obvious because, um, you know, like you're trying to find your own sound, so you not really having your own sound. It's other people's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's whatever you're listening yeah. to. Um, so I remember when I first uh, started <laughs> releasing music, there was definitely Banks. Um, Big time. Like, yeah, yeah, inspiration in there for sure. Like her writing style and the way that she dragged out the words a bit yeah. and like fit them into sentences that... You do quite Banksy yeah. uh, like melody inflections. Mm, yeah. Like ad-libs. Yeah. Your ad-libs are quite That's Banksy. true. But then again, I think that that's more of a, a like Middle Eastern thing. Yeah. It's just like if you have that like Middle Eastern yeah. thing, then it just comes out naturally. And that, that was something that I always had anyways. 
kind of thing. And probably one of the reasons that when I heard back, so I was like, oh my god, wow, this you know, is this is so cool. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and I'd never heard anything like it before. Everyone so. felt like that when they first heard backs. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. And now you feel like you found. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like more comfortable in my sound and just um, yeah, it's like effortless and uh, effortless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want I want I want my life to be effortless, which is <laughs> a weird thing to say when you're in music. Also, considering you can't be in music and be successful without working extremely hard. It just true. doesn't work. But I want to work extremely hard. And still feel as if it's effortless. If it's you know? not, as if it's not work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I do think that that's possible. And um, it maybe wasn't when I first started out, or maybe it was, but I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. Because um, when I first started out, it it just felt as if I was like trudging through mud, trying to get somewhere, trying to get people <laughs> to listen to me, trying to, you know, um, get from A to B. Uh, even if it was like a tiny step, yeah, <laughs> it just sure. felt like uh, difficult, you know. And now, like, even though things are difficult, like, I prefer to not feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> I just uh, take it as a come and like enjoy it and just try and like take the pressure off. And, yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. How long have you been releasing? Um, three years, probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Three years. Yeah. Does it feel like longer than three years? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime. <laughs> so you get so invested and it's yeah. like all you think about. <laughs> Every single release is really intense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's quite, I remember the first one was really stressful. Mm. Hyping yourself up to release the first. Yeah, and you're so hyped for that first oh, no. release. Like, <laughs> you're everything, is it? isn't it? It's heartbreaking <laughs> because it's never going to do as good as you. No. Well, maybe for and some And you're like people, watching every but... play on SoundCloud. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, a <laughs> hundred? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then only to find out that the stuff that you thought were big achievements actually mean nothing. <laughs> They mean something uh, to you though, yeah. at the time. They probably mean something, but you know, and they obviously every little step means something because they all amount to something, and you know, yeah. and, you know, every step counts. And but then you get to a yeah. point where like yeah. you're disappointed in yeah. things which you would have been really excited. Exactly. About I just remember thinking that certain things were going to be like, oh, when I've got this, then I'll be the shit. You know, like <laughs> my life's going <laughs> to be amazing. Be it, you know, yeah. and then you get it, and you're like, oh. This is what cool, were those markers for you? A million on Spotify? Yeah, that things like that, for example, you know, and then you realize, well, I can't really live on this and I'm mm. getting like 25% of, <laughs> of this through the label and like... Um, and then you have to yeah. sustain it. Yeah, exactly. Really that stressful mm. and it does less than a million, you think, mm -hmm. am I going backwards? Yeah, What's happening for sure. There? There's definitely a lot of ups and downs and you kind of have to maintain uh, your sanity. <laughs> you just try and keep balance. Who are your, if you think of kind of your team mm. and who like the important parts of your team are, mm. who are those parts? Um, so my managers, yeah, yeah um, are super important because they help me with my emails <laughs> and my negotiations, which is really nice. <laughs> To not have to negotiate things on your own. Um, 
and uh, not have to like, you know, like before you get a, a lawyer involved, you know,、mm-hmm. like just in general, like、yeah. easy negotiations via email.、Um, It's nice not to be the bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> That is nice. Yeah. For sure,、yeah. and you can just like maintain good relationships with everyone, and、yeah. and obviously they they do as well. Like they're polite, which I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> But、um, it's definitely good to have that support, and just to stay on top of everything.、Mm-hmm. Uh, have people that are kind of,、um, you know, got keeping tabs on things. Yes.、Yeah. Um, so that's super helpful, and、uh, then. They're like, I guess, less conventional parts of the team, like people that kind of like come and go as well, that、um, are there for like a time being or like half a year or a year, and just like pitch in and help out whoever they can. And they're super valuable as well. They might just be friends, you know, and、um, or they stick around forever, forever. you know, <laughs> which is I would still consider as part of the team, even if they don't have like an official. You know, position. Yeah, they definitely help because、um, they contribute ideas and thoughts and kind of、uh, may, might help me out with social media for a time being, or、uh-huh. you know, like look over statistics or things like that, or just contribute in any way. If now、mm. you could go and chat to yourself three、mm. years ago before your first release, yeah, what would your advice be to yourself?、Um, patience <laughs> <laughs> and、uh, take care of yourself first. Yeah, that would definitely be my main advice because I felt like that first year that was something that I was neglecting. I wasn't really thinking about. What is the life that I'm trying to create and that I want to live right now? I didn't realize that the life that I'm trying to create is something that I have to create now. You know, I can't just like live like some kind of weird bubble where I'm yeah, torturing、right. myself yeah, to yeah. get somewhere and expect to get to like the promised land. You yeah, know? I have to start creating the promised land、uh-huh. right now. You know, what is your promised land? Um, just like. Plays back into that like effortless ease thing、uh-huh. as well, like where I feel like I'm in the flow of things and letting things come and go, letting things go up and down and like staying consistent because that's the main thing. Like to keep up your persistence and staying consistent in everything that you do and always try to improve, obviously. But without all that like weird pressure and like yeah, yeah. oh you're not good enough and all those like stupid thoughts that come and go, you know. I think a lot of、yeah. a lot of writers and artists,、mm. that's the main one, isn't it? Yeah. Like you're always thinking, like, oh, but I'm、mm. not good enough.、Yeah. And then you've got a friend、mm. who's doing really well. Yeah. Like really <laughs> well. Or. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Someone who started at the same、mm-hmm. time as you. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, it's really like really huge, and you're thinking, does that mean? Yeah. That I'm just not good.、Mm. You know. Yeah. It's just so different for everyone, and I've seen. People at all di- different kind of levels. That I'd say, like some people that are you know less developed in their journey that have success early on, and then some people that, who are more who 
you know, don't <laughs> and maybe <laughs> have it later. It, it's just so different. And it, I think it's just super individual. It's what the things that you need to learn and like about yourself more than anything um, before you get there, I guess. Uh, I kind of feel like life gives you what you're ready for, you know, yeah. in, in chunks. <laughs> people so, definitely peak at different times. Yeah. And then some people obviously get stuff that they're not ready for, which we see happen yeah. a lot as well that's worse yeah exactly and that's not that's why i'm not like i don't get jealous or anything because i'm like if it's if it's not meant to to be <laughs> yeah right. then um also i wouldn't have wanted to get certain things too early and i feel like if i had i can look back and think i probably wasn't ready for that, that back then bad, yeah. exactly like i feel like i i've grown into the person that i am because of the stuff that's happened and I'm glad that it's taken that route and I yeah. feel like there's a sense of purpose there and there's a reason why it's happened at the pace that it that it has and it's been the right pace for me and it's it's just been like a steady steady pace <laughs> um, which you know a lot of people want just like a quick like suddenly for things to just like take explode. off and explode first song yeah exactly and at first I was like oh, when is it gonna happen you know yeah. like when is that thing just gonna like take off and um i'm not like too fussed about it now I'm, i feel like as as long as i keep building steadily that's you know that's working out and i'm happy with that and if suddenly things explode i just hope that i'm going to be a mature enough person to deal with it you uh -huh. know that's the main thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i agree i think it's um i think it's really when you're when you're starting out, you've got this idea and you think like, by the end of this mm. year, mm. like, obviously it's good to have mm -hmm. short-term goals. Yeah. But you're thinking, right, by the end of this mm -hmm. year, I'm going to sign a record deal and be making loads of money. Mm. And then, I'm, then I'm really happy. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's so much like at every step, there's so much pressure. Yeah. Because even if you, it obviously helps if you surround yourself with a good team. Mm. But there's still a lot of personal pressure mm. to kind of keep writing and keep performing at a level mm. and keep making good music. You, I mean, you release quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you release quite a lot. I find it hard. I find it hard mm. to like. Yeah. Be, kind of, at that level. Yeah, I think I. I'm on the other end of the spectrum now where I, I'm like having to slow things down a little mm -hmm. bit and especially when it comes to some of the features like it, it's just been so much I mean I love working with other people and other producers and um, you know collaborating and trying out different styles and things like that yeah. but um, yeah I, I've had to like pace myself especially in the last six months because it just once you get the ball rolling and the, the word is out that you can write and people start wanting to work with you, which is great. It just becomes, you know, more and more. And, yeah. um, yeah, you have to like limit your releases a little bit. Yeah. If, yeah. The, if, <laughs> depending on what level you're producing at. I remember yeah. finding out yeah. that you'd released a song that mm -hmm. week. So I went on your Facebook to find the song mm -hmm. and there was a post about another song, which also <laughs> had come out that week. Yeah. A feature. And I was thinking, what? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. And you'd and only then, released another song like five weeks before. Like, yeah. Um, you never stop. No. I, I mean, that's good. Yeah. 
yeah, it's like it's difficult to know because things are changing so quickly and people are saying different things. You know, like it's it's good to keep momentum up, but then you know, certain people are like, oh, you can only release like one single like every two months or something like that. You know, it's, everyone just says different things, so you kind of have to find what feels good for you and it's you know constantly evolving um and the music model is so unpredictable i don't know <laughs> right actually knows what's going yeah, on no one knows so nobody knows if it's like a good thing or a bad thing but i feel like all the features and uh, the releases have really helped me build some momentum and just um gotten my name out there so i i don't think it's been a bad thing i think it's definitely been a good thing and just like it, you build your network like that you know and just the more people that you work with the more people that know you and from there you know you can take your own project to other levels and yeah yeah <laughs> what what are the um can you think in your mind of obvious markers which have mm. been like that allowed me to take this project mm -hmm beyond where, what I could have done myself? Um, well, when I started um, doing, well, using PR for my music, I guess. Because mm. um, I remember with my first ever release, I tried to do my own PR. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, well, <laughs> I didn't get anything. Pre-submit like, hub. Yeah, pre-submit hub. And it was just the... Most like discouraging thing yeah. ever, <laughs> yeah. And um, like PR is like a tricky thing because um, you don't really see um, a massive conversion from people like reading the blogs to people actually streaming the music, so you don't really know if it's working, especially when you're starting. You're just like, Well, what was the point of that? <laughs> um, spending all that money, yeah, exactly. But I do think that it, it helps like people in the industry and you know the bloggers like they're getting to know you and like your name is just getting out in the right circles and it's awareness and exactly yeah and curators you know are on the blogs as well and yeah. on hype machine and such so it definitely plays a role in like getting you um playlisting and things like that and playlisting has been a massive thing for me like before playlists um yeah i don't know how people did it independently um <laughs> yeah, right. yeah but um when they have to set actual records yeah, like without a label, how, like, how do you do that? Now you have distribution companies that can pitch for you or independent pitchers. And uh, I think the first like playlisting that I got was probably because of the PR that I was getting at the right. time. Um, what was the first playlist that you got? The first editorial one? Um, the first one was probably uh, like Fresh Finds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Hiptronics. Uh -huh. <laughs> and like the, the main like Fresh Finds one. And um, yeah, and then after that, it was like um, like New Music Friday, Denmark, I think. <laughs> um, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there on, like Chill Vibes and um, up more to come. And um, yeah, uh, then it just kind of snowballs, you know, like once they know who you are, it's easier to get onto the playlist, yeah. I think. And um, what's your biggest one to date? Um, it's probably uh, New Music Friday US. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the biggest one. That's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. That's the one that everyone loves. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that everyone's kind of... Yeah, among New Music Fridays it is, yeah. I think. But for... Because it's only in there for a week, there's only so much it can do to you, 
do for you to you. <laughs> yeah. It's such a mysterious game. I know. You know Who like, are these people? Everyone is just guessing, like, how does it really work? You know, like, how everyone's just trying to suss it out. It's, uh, no one knows. No I feel one. like even if you go into Spotify, they, would, they don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they're like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Talk to him. <laughs> Talk to her. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. PR's really, um, really tough because mm. you put a lot of trust in. Yeah, and it's so expensive. So it's like, it, it feels like such a big gamble when you're, you know, early on in your career spending that amount of money on something that could, you know, end up not bringing you anything. <laughs> it's about managing yeah. expectations, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Like when I get a new client, PR client, mm. some of them... I like expecting, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to pay you money, mm-hmm. and then this time next week, yeah, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have like a million streams on me. My life's going to be fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for helping. Um, well, that sounds like a very. It's really hard to yeah. c- come in to someone's project. Yeah. Like one off. Yeah. And just do amazing things and then yeah. duck out. Yeah. Like, I feel like you really need kind of long-term relationships with people. Mm. That's how yeah. it works. Best. That's definitely the best in, in kind of all areas. And that's kind of the main goal is, like, having, like, a publicist on retainer kind of yeah. uh, that you work with consistently um, that knows you and your project and that's, like, super passionate about it and that st- sticks around for, you know, long-term. Um, and... Uh, you know, same thing for other people on your team as well. Even though, like, there are people that come and go, it's always good to have those people that are there for a long amount of time. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's trial and error as well. So just got to keep trying different things and different avenues and different ways of doing it. Find what works. Exactly. And and then what works for a time being might not work. You know, it's changing all the time. Yeah. You know, like, mm. I remember when I started releasing, it was like, the main thing you were trying to do was to get to number one on Hype Machine. Yeah. And then maybe your SoundCloud plays would go mental. Yeah. But what does that mean? <laughs> maybe you yeah. get, like, 20 downloads on iTunes yeah. or whatever and make a lot of money. <laughs> and then, like, two years later, no one... Mm. I mean, some people don't even upload their song on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about Spotify and getting Spotify playlists. Yeah. I wonder what will be next. People don't really focus much on Apple Music, and I feel like that's a bit of a mistake. Yeah. As an independent artist. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's yeah. just because they're so elusive. I think it's. They're like, very closed, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, you don't really know how to get to them. The the only reason I started getting uh, like getting to know Apple Music a bit better, I guess, is because. Uh, I've uh, been with Believe Digital now yeah. for the last year, and they started pitching my music to Apple Music, and they've been supporting it. So that's great, and like I love Apple Music payouts. <laughs> <laughs> they pay so much. Yeah. More, <laughs> First time I saw it, I was like, "Wait, what? Is that a mistake? <laughs> like, this is sweet. I could get yeah. used to this, you know." Um, but yeah, in a way, it's like it's still like that industry kind of um, secret. Yeah, but also, like, the industry standard right now is Spotify. So the thing that matters to people is, like, 
what's happening to you on Spotify. Yeah. You know, like Apple Music feels like people don't really care that much. I like, mean, I think I feel like there's hmm. there's a I think the main reason yeah is because you don't need to pay yeah. to use Spotify. Mm. So anyone can get a Spotify account and then listen to your music. Yeah. There's no Yeah, that's true. There's no free model on Apple Music, yeah. right? So only paid Apple Music subscribers can listen yeah. to your music. It's also less transparent. It's like you can't see how it's many followers. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what that's especially what people, in this industry, yeah. people are like so focused on numbers. People are so play yeah. focused. Exactly. And I think it with Apple Music like mm-hmm. you can't like if you're an A and R or like a yeah. a label exec, you can't go to someone else yeah. and be like, "Well, look how many plays mm-hmm. my band's got like publicly." Or like, yeah, exactly. You know, people can't show up. Yeah, and I, I think, think that's, that's a big thing. reason why it in the industry at least it's Spotify is you know favored um, over Apple Music right now because it's just more transparent than Apple Music. But they also have like yeah. three times the users. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> that as well. So, like, if you go really yeah. big on Spotify, mm. you reach more people, I guess. Yeah, but I still feel like Apple Music is bigger in the States. Yeah, it's, yeah. Apple Music is bigger in the United States. I, keep, States. I still meet people that don't know what, um, what Spotify is. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I talk to people who are, like, older and not in the industry, mm-hmm. they all use Apple Music. Yeah. Mm. Because I feel like there's, like, you know, like brand connection. Mm. Where you feel, oh, it's Apple, so the product's going to be good, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Usually the products are good. And with Spotify, it's a bit more. I think Spotify also does better with, like, the playlists and, like, finding music. Yeah. And giving you picks that you're going to like. Yeah. Like, the algorithm's really good. Yeah, that's, that's very true as well. Because um, with Spotify, I mean, I started getting playlisting before I had ever pitched anything to Spotify they, you know, went out to the blogs or wherever, or, you know, their statistics, yeah, <laughs> their algorithms, and um, and found me and, like, put, started supporting me, which didn't happen as naturally at Apple Music, I guess. So that's, like, more of a pitching thing. Yeah. Um, where in order to get a good Apple Music playlist, you have to, like, kind of know somebody that can pitch you to Apple Music. Yeah. Did you see the new um, Spotify... For artists, beta playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious how that's gonna work yeah, me out. Too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, because like they must be so overwhelmed already with. I think there's like twenty thousand new releases a week. Yeah, that's cr- that's crazy. Yeah. So I'm curious how they're gonna like use this system. There's no way they're mm. gonna go through them all. Yeah, there'll be so many. Mm. That'd be crazy. I mean, it's good though. I mean, it's yeah. good that anyone can pitch. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I have a feeling that, just a guess, I guess, <laughs> but um, that the algorithm and things like that, you know, will still play into um, like how they use that beta version like or whatnot. Really yeah, yeah, like just like how the songs are doing, but then yeah. also accessing accessing it through, you know, like because you can choose all of these different things, like what genre. kind of genre it is and. Yeah. It doesn't have guitar in it, doesn't have piano in yeah. it, and all of these things. So, using that and a combination of that, you like know? some kind of automatic filing system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to like um, bookkeep a bit better, I guess. Yeah. yeah, which is a good idea. So, it might end up, you know, getting people on the radar that weren't on there before. People uh, definitely now. Do you find that when you're in sessions, people are. Ru- 
people write music specifically mm-hmm. for as, playlists, as which, like Spotify pop yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? For sure. And there's like a definite sound yeah. that you can hear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're writing for Spotify yeah. to get playlisted. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just everyone thinking about like how the song should start, you know, like you want to... How many seconds yeah. can I give? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. And it, it does come into play. <laughs> yeah, because I think yeah. it's 30 seconds, right? And then mm. a play is registered. Mm. And then you've got like, how long are people yeah. listening to the track for? Exactly. What's the skip rate? No, and I, I find myself when, on Spotify doing the same thing. Like, I usually skip into the middle of the song so I can hear. If skip I'm to the chorus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just to hear like what it's all about. Um, unless it starts with the hooky bit in the yeah, beginning, right. you know, um, and kind of like draws you in. Just because like when you listen to so much music, it's just, you, you don't have the patience almost to I don't really like listen anymore. Intro. I don't, don't listen to as much music as I used to, definitely oh, no. not. I get, we get yeah. 200 submissions mm. for the blog a day. Oh God. How crazy is that? Um, that's not emails. That's mm-hmm. Submit Hub. Yeah. And then I just go through my emails and wow. yeah. see if there's anything I recognise. Yeah. Um, or anyone I recognise. Mm. And I just cut after doing that, I can't. Yeah. You get some really good tracks, mm-hmm. but you also get some yeah. really not good tracks. Yeah. And, and a bit after a while, your ears just become like... No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Thing. Walk around <laughs> listening to podcasts. Sweet. I do that a lot. Do you listen to? I don't really listen to podcasts now. No. I tried getting into them, but um, I listen to this one. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, no, I'm still very much like on the new music hype, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. But I, that's I like, um, I have like a few trusted individuals that send me music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, it tends to be good music most of the time. <laughs> I listen to a lot of yeah. songs from friends. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. Whenever a friend releases song, yeah. I'll be like, oh, I'll listen to yeah. that. Or That's someone I've written with. Yeah, same here. Like, combination of that and just, like, new stuff that people send me. Because I still get excited about finding people that are, like, yeah. super underrated, uh-huh. under the radar, super new to the game and just, like, you know, sharing them some love. heard that song by there's an Italian I think she's Italian Italian girl called Amili A-M-I-L-L-I and she released a song called Rari no like Ferrari it's really good it's pretty low key (laughs) but the chorus is really good and she looks like I think she's 17 or 18 Mm. and in the video she's just like cycling around but she looks really you know how like now 17 year olds look really cool Mm And everyone's just dre- is yeah. dressing well yeah. or something. <laughs> and it's just her and all her friends looking really cool. Yeah. When I was 17, I looked the worst. Like 16, 17, that was not a good time Really? Yeah. Oh, I looked very different at 17. Did you? Yeah. Was your hair, I bet your hair was different. It was like long. It was <laughs> yeah. like down to my waist. Yeah. Like curly. Uh-huh. And um, 
I look like a like Latina, you know. Okay. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I worked in nightclubs, so I, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I was like a party girl, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> a party girl. Yeah. Were you living in Spain then? Yeah. 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 It was a very different time. Big on the Spanish club scene. Yeah, and now <laughs> I'm like complete opposite, just like a, a grandma so with lovely. short hair. <laughs> Yeah, that's me as well. Yeah. Just really low key. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if I can be in bed by ten, mm-hmm. ideal scenario. Yeah. Ideal scenario. If I can have a cup of tea at mm-hmm. nine, and then be in bed at ten. Yes. Perfect life. Yeah. Watching I'm, Netflix. I get to bed at well to sleep at twelve. I might get to bed earlier, but I always go to sleep at twelve. Not always. <laughs> but exactly. Always. <laughs> but most of the time. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. You don't mm. want to be getting sleep late. Not anymore. No. I feel like as soon as I turned 25, mm-hmm. my body just went, hey, good one. <laughs> like, if you, yeah. like, if I get sleep any time mm. after, well, if I get less than six, yeah. se- seven hours sleep, mm-hmm. the next day I'm, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm horrible. No, same. I'm yeah. sure. And I also just can't eat f- food anymore. As soon as I eat too yeah. much food, Mm. My body's like, ha, good one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You can it's be so fat strange now. how that like, <laughs> catches up to you. Yeah. I know. Like 22, 23, mm. I could eat as much as I wanted anything. Mm. And that's like, yeah, right. Yeah. And coffee doesn't do anything anymore. I drink too much coffee. Yeah. So I need to drink like four coffees before I get buzzed. Oh, wow. And that's expensive in Shoreditch. You can't yeah. be drinking four coffees. Definitely get your stamps in. <laughs> get your stamps in, exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We should talk about which labels have helped you along the way, and if you feel like that offers you something more mm-hmm. than you being completely independent. Oh yeah, definitely yourself. Yeah, I feel like um, independent like um, labels play a big role in um, providing the platform for new artists, and uh, I mean. I started releasing a few songs with me, just the casual, for example, and that was a really good way of um, just elevating my platform and mm. tapping into a new audience. And it happens to be an audience that you know fits with is into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, with my style of music. So that was great, and uh, it's just like good in terms of like the whole tastemaker thing as well. You know, like the more things you have like that and support. Um, the more doors you get to open, <laughs> yeah, kind of things they curate yeah. really well. And yeah, logistic, yeah, yeah, they do absolutely. So it, it was always something that I really wanted to. I used to always listen to Majestic Casual, and I always, you know, would look at Majestic Casual and be like, oh yes, like I wanna, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to be on Majestic yeah. Casual, you know. <laughs> I think that was the exact then, when we were. Wait, yeah, I'm not going to ask your age live on podcast, yeah. but I think when we were like 17, <laughs> roughly. Mm. 18 that was Majestic Casual was so cool yeah like the YouTube channel yeah and now they do their sessions they're yeah. really cool yeah and they're in Berlin which is really cool mm-hmm. yeah Berlin and LA yeah I know yeah, yeah so that was uh, that was a big moment for me I think um, that was something that I'd wanted for a really long time and yeah. pulled it off yeah. made it happen yeah so that's good and uh, it's just nice to have them, you know, in my corner now, and uh, they're all cool people, so uh, that's definitely a good one. Shall we shout out Donna? 
Shout yes, out Donna. Shout out Donna. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Donna was my publicist as well. Yeah. So she's, she's helped me out loads. Yeah. Donna's cool. Definitely. Mm. Um, what else should we chat about? That's a good long <laughs> chat that we've just had. Yeah. That's a good long chat. <laughs> What's on what's on the cards? What's on the future? You've got your EP coming out. Um yeah, I've got my EP coming out um end of next month. So 31st of August. Yeah. So everyone I'm should keep that about. date free. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. write it down in your <laughs> in your diaries. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that. It's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started like I wrote the first song um mad like probably a year and a half ago. <laughs> so it's been like a process of just like a long journey yeah finishing the ep first of all and then figuring out what to do with it because it's like finish this precious baby yeah <laughs> you're like who do How i give am it I gonna to release it? yeah <laughs> you know like who who am i gonna share my baby with who's got to believe <laughs> um yeah leave digital yeah. yeah so yeah they've been super helpful as well and um they're definitely a part of the team now and um we just you know helped out in any way that they can and um, that's been like really empowering me for me as well. Uh, just being able to do it independently and mm. not feeling like I had to, you know, sign to a label in order to um, be heard, yeah. that kind of thing, um, or in order to have like a decent budget or anything like that. You know, um, which is really good that they were able to provide that, and but they believed in the project. I think that's a really important step forward for independent artists just that we've got distribution platforms that are able to provide certain label services yeah so that there's an option if you don't want to sign to a label especially like not too early because a lot of labels will like try and you know tie you down for a specific amount of releases and you might not always do that yeah 80 yeah. <laughs> percent yeah so for some people it's the right move for some people it's not <laughs> yeah right yeah it just depends yes also where, where you're at in your career and yeah. I think if you can get label services through mm. distribution companies, so mm-hmm. like Believe, AWOL, mm. STEM, whoever, yeah. then that gives you time to yeah. develop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With a, with yeah. label services. So you don't want to sign committing. too early, you know, like you want to have some leverage when you start yeah, for sure. <laughs> negotiating those deals. Yeah. Ultimate yeah. leverage is the first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even Keep if like I don't pocket. even know if I would want to sign to a label. Like, um, it would have to be the right kind of deal. But at the same time, I feel like once I'm at that point where I have that leverage, then um, I might not want to sign to a label at all. You yeah, know? Right. if you can do it yourself, and you've got a good if team, if you've got the contacts, yeah. you know, then yeah, if you've got a good team and but I've also got the, their contacts, then, you know. Georgia Smith is still unsigned, isn't she? Is she? I'm pretty sure. Mm. I'm pretty sure she's just like, it's just an AWOL scenario. I do think she was with The Orchard. Wasn't she with The Orchard? She's with The Orchard. Yeah, Sony. she was with The Orchard, yeah. yeah. Wasn't she with Sony via The Orchard? The Orchard is Sony now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sony so. Red bought The Orchard. Yeah. You definitely yeah, have tears so. at those places. Yeah. Where sure. like, then you start getting label services yeah. and then it starts 
you know, like at AWOL, then it starts mm. being like, oh, maybe we'll give you a publishing deal through Cobalt, yeah. maybe mm. we'll. Mm. Yeah. So, five tracks? Um, yeah, five tracks on the EP. Yes. That's fun. Mm. How many have we not heard? Um, four. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm releasing a second single okay. off of it um, in two weeks. Ah. So, um, that's exciting. Three more tracks that you haven't heard. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. What's the name of the next single? Actor. Actor? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell us what it's about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the, yeah, it's a funny one. It's um, story. It's about an actor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so cheesy, I know. Um, the song isn't cheesy, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of the song. But What's cheesy? Yeah. Your life choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that it, it's called Actor and it's about an actor, I guess. It's oh, like, I see. Yeah. Um, it was about this actor I dated, basically. Okay. <laughs> Who, um, uh, We're not going to name. Yeah, We're going to keep that private. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Brad, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, naming and shaming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, he uh, like I was I was like falling for him. I wrote mad about him. Okay. So it's like kind of a continuation of that. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how that one ended. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, I found out suddenly on Facebook that he was moving countries. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> And he hadn't bothered uh, to, to tell, tell me. you. Yeah, that's but that's bad behavior. Mm, yeah, that's bad behavior. It is bad behavior. How deep were you in yeah. at that point? I mean, it wasn't like I think we'd only been seeing each other for maybe two months or so. So it wasn't like, but it was just very intense. Like an intense two yeah, months. Yeah, exactly. Was it in LA? Um, no, it was oh, in London. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. It was in London. Okay. Yeah. So it was just. Um, yeah, I already felt very invested in it, you know. And yeah. he was just one of those, like, super, super charming actors. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so ridiculously part, part charming. Job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, watch out, you know. <laughs> if you date an actor, <laughs> watch out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, and then, uh, basically, when I confronted him about it, um, I guess he just got overwhelmed or something and he didn't like message me back for like a week <laughs> and mm. he just left the country, you know, and then not ideal. No. And then on Valentine's day, he, he, he texted you. me back mm. like this Bible, you know, um, just like, Oh, I can't do this. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like you're amazing. Blah, blah. You know, like, yeah. you know how it goes. And I, I just didn't answer, but that's like, okay. That's, that's I've great. never dated an actor, <laughs> and I feel like now I'm not yeah. going to. No. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like my, um, that song was just like complete, just venting. Yeah. It, I wrote it like a day after I'd gotten that text, I think. And I was just <laughs> oh like, <my> yeah. <laughs> okay. Fresh. <laughs> Who produced it? Um, Brad Baker. Yeah. Okay, so then mm-hmm. three more tracks, mm-hmm. but only two singles. You're not going to release another single. Um, yeah, no, just two singles, and then... EP finally. Fun. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. When was is. your last EP? Um, um, a year ago? Oh my god, it feels like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Was it really a year ago? No. It must I have feel been like you years. might know better than me. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, it was two years ago. Okay. It must have been two years ago. Time just gets really blurry. It gets warped, you know? Yeah, because it, it was with Tridio. Or Tridio. Oh, Tridio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They were like the first company to invest in me. Um, nice. which I'm still super thankful for because yeah. 
um, that was actually like uh, the single off of that machine was the first thing to ever get playlisted. Right. Um, yeah, and um, like I landed my first like good premiere. Like, machine complex. was like a track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So um, it's been it's been some time, and this is like it. It's just um, it's just more me than anything that I've really released. Um, before I guess it's like more uh does it feel cohesive yeah, yeah exactly it feels like this is way more my sound than um like I feel like my uh singing and like my my voice and songwriting is definitely um like more consistent I guess over the different things that I do but um when it comes to production just creating like a body of work this is uh, probably um the first thing that I feel like this is a cohesive like, yeah, right. body of work that I'm like, really proud of. So, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> That's really exciting. Yeah. And what are you excited about, just generally, personally? Um, personally, just um, just continuing to create music and just as I uh, like, I can I can hear myself developing like, uh -huh. every year, and that's exciting in itself. Just hearing like the growth you know uh -huh. um that's super exciting if i compare this release to like the first thing i ever released it's just it's shocking you know like, <laughs> it's shocking i deleted my like first four releases so did I. <laughs> no one can find them ever i think some people can still find some of mine on youtube yeah uh, right yeah i'm sure some some people have like yeah, some people. I'm sure my mom's got yeah. an MP3. Oh yeah, <laughs> my mom like made her own mixtape, like so of my <laughs> first so songs cute. that she travels with and oh, plays to all of our relatives. So nice. And she like made copies of them, so she hands them out, and then she picks like her favorite picture of me and <laughs> puts them on. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. On the CD. Yeah, my mom doesn't do that. <laughs> It's yeah. always there. She's always the first yeah. one to comment on Facebook. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah, same here. on my artist page when I release something, she's like, "This is great." <laughs> <laughs> and it just looks like my mum is the yeah. only person that listens, <laughs> which is fine. Could be worse. Mm -hmm. It would be worse if your mum was really not into it. Yeah, of course, it's great to have worse. that support. I think yeah. so many people that do well actually have that mm -hmm. like champion mom behind uh -huh. them. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a driving force yeah. in some ways. You know. So my grandma doesn't get it at all. No, she doesn't really understand no. what I'm doing. Yeah, okay, so, so not really do you guys, do you do the words? <laughs> Is that what you do? Yeah. Um, no. She goes, "What do you do then? Do you do yeah. the drums?" <laughs> yeah. Bless her. Oh, yeah. My grandparents like they, you know, it's R and B music, and they're like uh -huh. Swedish, uh -huh. like they like Swedish choir music. They're not the target audience. No, yeah. at Christmas, like, um, we tried playing, like, Mariah Carey, um, <laughs> and my granddad was just like, what is this? Turn it off immediately. Like, but your grandma was lit. She loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them. She was okay, though. She was like, she didn't mind it, but granddad got, like, really upset. Did he? Like, to the core. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Are they, like, play super music. Christian? Um, is it, the, what's the Christian thing in Sweden? Um, Lutheran? Uh, no, Protestant. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're Christian, but they're, they're not, like, super Christian. Like <laughs> Super Christian. Yeah, like, most of Sweden isn't really super Christian. So. But they yeah. just love the choir music. Yeah, they love the choir music, yeah. But they do, like, some of the stuff I do. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, some of the collabs I do are, uh -huh. like, much more, 
um, soft yeah. and low key, and they yeah. have little, like nice strings yeah. in them. And one of them, my grandma was like, "This sounds like an orchestra. Like oh, this is like violins, and like this is this is lovely." She can relate. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, but the the other stuff like trap influences and R and B. She doesn't get it. No, she doesn't get it. She's not a big future fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Everyone's got mum, so 